This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Because it matters. Welcome, everybody, to Cover 49, our analytics show, episode two. Uh, I got my main man, Roman, in here. What's, what's up, Roman? What's up? We are going to go over the 40 free agents um, that the 49ers have uh, and the people that they need to take care of in the offseason. Got a couple other things for you guys after that, but let's get into it. Um, first, we got your boy, Trent Williams. That's uh, probably uh, priority number one. And right now, I mean, the 49ers could have saved Kaplan if they signed him before week 17 ended. And they didn't. They didn't get that deal done. And the one issue is, is um, we uh, the way we did our contract was we didn't. So before the season when we got him, um, this whole COVID happened. We figured out the whole thing the salary cap's going to go down for like, the first time in, like twenty years. Right. And so basically, what they did was for so for a slightly cheaper deal, uh, they basically promised him like so basically we can't franchise tag Trent Williams. So it's he's a free agent if. And when he hits the open market, he's a free agent. Right. There are teams, Jaguars, who are, are 90, 99% going to pick um, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Right. And they need, a, they need to have a big hole at left tackle. Why not give him the best left tackle in football? And they have all the money in the world, literally all the money in the world. Yeah, and- even – I mean, there's a bunch of teams out there that can afford him. And I don't think he is a type of guy that would be like, well, let me play with the 49ers so I have a chance to win a championship. I don't know if guys out there in the NFL trust the 49ers championship window. I don't know if if he is the type of guy that, that wants to stick around for just a championship discount. Also, I think he wants to be the highest paid left tackle in the league. I think the highest paid tackle in the league, highest paid offensive lineman in the league. Uh, Bob Yari just uh, took that crown. Right. How much he signed but, for? But- is he signed a he signed that deal recently and uh, 20, it was like about four million on average 23 million a year yeah 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 um and honestly the thing is the one thing is though these guys are haven't hit 30 yet Trent Williams has missed a year of football and he's 33 will be 33 by the time the season starts right That's a big deal too to uh, taking take into consider like when you talk about the guys Bakhtiari um uh, Ronnie Staley Laramie Tumsil those guys are Bakhtiari is the only one who's 30. And right. That's one thing you also got to take into consider. So this guy is at the later half of his latter half of his career. Um, will there be teams who give him that number one tackle money? Yes. But for the 49ers, you have to really weigh in. Do we really want to pay this guy 24 million? Think about what we can get for 24 million. Uh, a guy like Shaq Barrett. We can get right. a top, we can get a number one guard in football for 18 million. Uh, Joe right. Tutuni, I'm sure. Those will be great guys to have our interior sucks. And people are gonna like are gonna look at me sideways, but Brunskill did a really good job at left tackle in 2019 <laughs> when the went down. He actually did. He's not meant to play guard. When you Brunskel. think about the difference between guard and a tackle, it's really like physically speaking, tackles are a lot longer, leaner, have long arms. 
And he does fit the athletic profile to be able to run first, run blocking left ta- um, left tackle for the 49ers. Right. And he held his own against Zadarius Smith. Um, remember, I remember Justin School just could not block him at all. Yeah. Uh, in twenty, It was 2019. And he held more than his own. No, yeah, I think – Everybody falls in love with the unicorn and Trent Williams. I mean, there's, I mean, there's not a player like him out there. Three hundred and twenty pounds, running like a four eight, four seven, and uh, you know he's strong, he's fast, he's built, he's everything that you look for in a lineman. He's a perfect lineman, and the Niners they did a good job of getting a uh, Trent Williams to replace Joe Staley for a year. Uh, things didn't work out due to injury. I mean, Trent Williams played all most of the games. He missed a few games. I remember he missed that COVID game against the Packers, but like you said. 33 years old, and so uh, you got Bakhtarari making 33 million a year. The next second guy is making 22 million a year. Uh, 22 million a year. Third guy is making 17 million a year. Step up is 24. Yeah, fourth guy is making 16 million a year. I don't think he wants to be making anything between 17 and 22 for sure. And I think he's going to price himself out. And I, it sounds like we're both agreeing on the fact that he's going to price himself out. And it's, it sucks to say, I mean, if he wants to play around 20, I think the max he could probably go is 21 because of his age. If he was in his 30s, if he was, if he had just turned 30, we're having a whole other conversation. I mean, he's at an age where he can decline next year, and all of a sudden we have 24 million uh, books for the next two, three years on our, right. against our cap. We can't cut him. We have to play him. Right. So, and we're both in agreement where we can allocate that money to a premier press rush. And I think – any anybody that you bring that that has a name, uh, I, I can't remember his name, but he was traded to the Ravens this year. Oh yeah, Yanni Ngakwe. Yeah, and then uh, like you said, there's Shaq Barrett, and then also one that's uh, the one for the Jets, Quinton Williamson Williams. Quinn Williams. Quinn Williams. He's available too, and I mean he might cost some money, but uh, I mean somebody's gonna oh, go out there. Leonard, and give... about Leonard Williams. Yeah, Leonard, Leonard Williams. Williams. Leonard Williams. Yeah, somebody's gonna give him some money. Somebody's gonna pay him. But, you know, that money that you're going to pay Trent Williams, it might be – I mean, imagine that line. Imagine you got Bosa, you got Kinlaw, you got Eric Armstead in the inside where I feel like he wants to play. With Leonard Williams, that would be crazy. We could fucking play whoever at at that uh, other end spot. Right. I mean, I think that's uh, not a bad route to go, especially if we are going to offer that much money to a more impactful position. I mean, tackle – I mean, I play tackle. I can tell you it's one of the most premier positions in football. But for this Kyle Shanahan offense, uh, one thing it is, it's about athletes in space. And people shit on Michael Glitchy for his size, but the dude's an athlete. He gets out in space, really moves in space really well for a guy that big. And the 49ers have that in front skill. And he is a solid pass, uh, pass protector. Is he going to be the best? No, but for a bargain, which the 49ers desperately need. Right. Yeah, 100%. And – this brings to this. Uh, we'll talk about it later in the podcast, but we'll talk about what if we do get rid of Garoppolo. Right. That's a whole, we're having one more conversation there with the with the cap situation we have. Right. Well, let's stick on the free agent. So, I guess we're both in agreement that if Trent Williams doesn't want to sign for anything less than being the richest lineman in the league, we got to move on. And it was fun for the year. Thank you for his services. He did great. And uh, stop hanging out with Love the, the players, players. I guess. Love yeah. the player, but yeah, I mean, he ain't, he ain't to dance with the wide receivers a lot, so you know, he's got that juice. But next on the list is good old Richard Sherman, and yeah, I, I think it's a foregone conclusion. I don't think 
even if we gave him a good offer, I don't think he'd want to stay because the whole reason for him to come in here was Salah and Salah's onto the Jets. It sounds like that's a landing spot for him. It sounds like that John Gruden wants him to come. And it seems like a couple other teams out there will pay Richard Sherman. It just, it just looked rough towards the end of the year. I know he was battling through injuries last year, but it just looked rough where um, he was making nine mil per year with us. And I, I don't see us giving him anything close to that. No, I mean, especially with Verrett too. I'd rather pay Verrett. And the thing is with Sherman, uh, when our secondary was out there, it looked good. I mean, the Rams game, that secondary played phenomenal without right. him. And the thing is with Sherman is we have to dictate our coverage to zone. For example, the Bills game where we were forced to play zone, right. our defense was terrible against Josh Allen. Right. Because, I mean, look at the Bucks. Like, they have a bunch of no-names in that secondary, aside from uh, Winfield Jr. Right. They have a bunch of no-names in that secondary, but they're young, athletic, and they're really fast. And that's where the 49ers need to trend, and they're cheap, too. No, you're absolutely right. And so I think we're two for two in <laughs> letting it go. A couple guys. There's that... going to be disagreement coming, I swear. Yeah. Uh, I think we're two for two for letting guys go. So the next on the list is Solomon Thomas. What do you think about Solomon Thomas? Uh, currently, he, uh, 2020 made $7 million. I mean, he was a number three pick, so that's why that number that number is so high. But if he wants to come for a $1 or $2 million deal, I mean, more, more power to him. Um, I mean, he's talking about coming back next year. I mean, for a super cheap deal to be a rotational player, why not? He yeah, I think, I think the team likes him. I mean, I know the front office and John Lynch like him. I think the coaches like him. I just think, you know, he was drafted too high, and I think everybody understands that. But the lack of trying is there. Uh, he's a great locker room guy. And like you said, a million. So in my notes, I got one million or less. So if he wants to come back for the vet trend minimum for one-year prove-it deal, I got no problem with Solomon Thomas coming back. And I think he'll get a lot of reps, and I don't think he'll uh, crack that top four. I think he'll actually get played where he was supposed to play the first time at tackle. I mean, right. They expect right. him to be Michael Bennett because of his size and uh, the ability to play inside and outside, but he was just not long enough to play a rusher. Right, yeah. I, you know, you definitely got to be inside. And, you know, every uh, you got to spot play him. It seems like a guy that will win uh, some of the reps he's in, but the longer you put him in, the more he gets pushed back. So, yeah, if he wants to come back for a million or less, Solomon Thomas, the one of the highest-rated busts that we've had in a long time. <laughs> Um, he was in that Deshaun Watson draft and, you know, everybody gives the bears a hard time for not drafting the quarterback. And I know we were a different type of team back then, but it would have been real nice to have a Deshaun Watson or even uh, Jamal Adams or Jamal, Jamal Adams. Yeah. Anybody other than anybody other than Solomon Thomas, but he is here. Everybody does like him. And, you know, he, he's, he's dealing with his own issues with his family, uh, with a family member, uh, taking their life away. And, um, so, you know, that that's always rough. And, you know, us being 49ers fans, you start caring about the players. So Solomon Thomas is a guy that I like to keep. And that's a dude you want to root for. I mean. Right. I mean, yeah, not so he, all, the DeForest, Dr. R. Armstead are ahead of him. And, I mean, those two guys are quality players in the NFL for a reason. Right. No, yeah. So if he figures it out, I hopefully he figures it out with us. But uh, so we go on to Jakowski Tart. And I really like him, but I don't like him for the price. I think he's going to go somewhere else. Uh, where yeah. some, some team, he's a quality starting safety. He's a great starter. It's not that we don't want him on our team, obviously, if I had, we had the choice. Uh, but injury prone, he's about to turn 30. And I would rather 
would rather ro- uh, roll with uh, Jimmy Ward at strong safety, and he looked so comfortable. And uh, Tav Moore playing, Tavarius Moore playing free safety. There is there is a lot of guys in this draft. If we keep our defense that we are playing right now, where Tart was in the box safety, covers the tight end, a little bit Rome's in the middle of the field. There is a lot of guys in this draft, and there's a lot of guys in this draft that we can draft in the later rounds that are very, very good. And there are some – we'll go over on a, in a different pod. We'll go over to the rookies that we like. But there is people that I feel like we can um, replace Tart with, and it will be a lot cheaper. He's making $6.5 million right now. And also this year's um, free agency in the type of safety that Tart is – there's not very many of them. So if there's a team that's looking for a tart mold type of player, uh, they're going to offer him more than solid starting safety. Right. They're going to offer him more than that. We can pay him. And so he's going to be one of those guys that price out, but also he did have a full season, our Super Bowl year. But other than that, he's been injury prone, like you said. So I guess that's the outliner for that year. So tart has been a great season. I almost bought your Jersey. I'm glad I did it, but I mean, I wish all you, I wish you all the best. Really good player, but I mean, right now with the cap crunch and uh, with all our other free agents, uh, it's, it's just it's a it's a hard loss. I mean, it's not because of the talent; it's definitely not because of the talent. Right. So next up, it was we got Kyle Juszczyk, as I like to put on Twitter, Juice Check. My boy uh, Juice, I like Juice. Yeah, Juice Check. Uh, go ahead, man. Let me hear what you got for him. You know what? This dude's the highest paid fullback of all time. I think he can take a pay cut. We don't need to give him a pay raise. If we pay him one million less, he's the highest paid fullback by far. But um, I think we definitely keep him. Uh, it's great, great locker room guy. He knows Kyle's running game. Greatly blocker for this offense. He's big for this offense. And I think we should keep him. That's one. I mean, uh, I understand the whole reasoning, like how you, we probably can replace him with some someone else. But I mean, the dude's smart. He he can play wide receiver. He can play tight end. He can play fullback. Just, and play special teams too. He does so much for his team. And I think he, he's a great value player. So this is a guy that I love on the team. And um, I just want to keep him on the team. But Bill Walsh was notorious about letting guys go one or two uh, uh, one or two years ahead than they're supposed to. And so Bill Walsh was notorious of letting guys go one or two years ahead. And having the replacement on the team. And like you said, they could probably replace him with somebody. But I think the replacement is they drafted him last year. I don't know if they drafted him or signed him, but it's a kid named Probably Warner. Warner. No, no, this kid named Josh Hockett out of Fresno State. Uh, He was on the practice squad team. But if you watch his highlights, I mean, and and if you watch his film, he was in Fresno State where they run a little bit uh, similar type of running game the stretch zone play as a, um, as a 49ers do the, the fullback is always lead blocking the fullbacks, plugging in the holes, finding the holes, everything changes after the ball is snapped also with the defense. So the fullback has to be smart enough to know where the, uh, the assignments are going. And so he, he blocked his butt off on that offense. They, they, one of the, uh, they're one of the nation's leading rushers every single season, especially when he was playing there on top of that, you're, you guys are asking, can he be a weapon in the passing game? And if you just turn on his film, he's running arrow routes. He's running wheel routes. He's running go routes. He's he's locked up against corners. He's playing tight end. He's playing H-back. He's playing fullback. And he's also, they get in the red zone. He's a leading uh, ball carrier. He's putting their head in for the touchdown. He's doing all you can do. And he's playing wildcat. On top of that, 
he was recruited by Tedford, and Tedford is notorious of uh, recruiting NFL caliber players. And like you said, even if he takes a pay cut, if he takes a million dollars less, he's still the highest paid fullback, which is a, which is way too high. I mean, right now he's making five point two uh, million per year. If he takes a pay cut, he may be making four point or two million per year, which is, I mean, I guess that's okay. But you got a guy named in Josh Hockett who's young, who who's been around the system for a year. He's also in the Mexico crew with George Kittle and all them going on vacation. So they you know he's working hard and the guys like him in the locker room. And he's getting paid six hundred and sixty thousand dollars. And so, you know, that free, frees up four, five million dollars for anything that else you want to do. I mean, the possibilities are endless in signing um, anybody else to improve the roster when I know, I know, I know, I know Yusek is such a big deal. I know, but I mean, this hockey kid, I, I, I think I know, I mean, I don't know, but I think he can, he can fill in the void. But you're right. He has that versatility, scheme versatility. There's no one other, there's just no one like Juice in the NFL. That's the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yet, and, you, and this guy can't can you know? I mean, do that. I mean, uh, but I understand what you're trying to say. It is a replaceable position. I, uh, it is a because here's the thing: you, uh, the when the Niners signed him, they had all the cap room in the world, right? And where they can they could afford to afford a fullback. But right now, I mean, salary cap's tight. I mean, Super Bowl windows uh, closing. I guess I mean keeps closing every year. Those two three million dollars. I mean, they make it. That makes a big difference in the, the day. That's the difference between signing a Trent Williams and eventually next year we got to pay Fred Warner 20 million a year. The Levante David about to get paid this year. So we got to look into that as well. We're talking about Fred Warner, yes. Yeah. So we got to look into Fred Warner getting paid next year. And eventually we, we are going to have to pay uh, Nick Bosa. Yeah. And so this is money that frees up. But then again, we don't make the hard decisions. We just talk about it in a podcast. But this is, I mean, I would do this. If I was GM, I, I would definitely do it. I mean, of course, if they feel like, Hockett is ready to take over, but I imagine he is. Uh, next guy we got is a fan favorite. Everybody follows on YouTube. Everybody loves to see him dance. It's KB, Kendrick Bourne, uh, Bay Area kid. And well, well go ahead. What you what you think about him? Personally, like, uh, if he wants to come to, like, Solomon Thomas type, well, like, Batman, one year, two, uh, one million, two million, um, why not? Because he knows the system. I mean, he's a great locker room guy. But right now he made he made about three million dollars last year. Right. That's just too much because at the end of the day, great player. But you're telling me we can't get a draft a guy in the sixth round to play that possession receiver? No, exactly. And then on my notes, it's Kendrick Bourne cannot be the leading wide receiver in pay. He can't. No, he cannot. So I mean that three point two plus that you know that five million that you're gonna save from use check. You telling me you can't go get another wide receiver that's been proven. That's- Right there. I mean, so, I mean, Kendrick Bourne, we love him. He's got great energy. He does what he needs to do. He has a lot of drip. Yeah, but it's last Patriots, the most zero drip team in NFL history, multiple multiple Super Bowls. Yeah, I mean, and then you know, people give him a lot of crap about his drops. If you look at his drops, he's only has like three or four drops a season, which is it was his average for a wide receiver, but his drops are big. You do remember him, especially that Seahawks game a couple years ago. You take away that Seahawks game, it's not that bad. Like, it's right. people make that to be. I mean, the dude has probably, I mean, the dude weirdly has the best hands on the team. 
I mean, Kyle Shanahan's on record saying that. Mm-hmm. And the dude makes phenomenal catches. I mean, I mean, you have concentration drops, yeah, but so does every other player in the NFL. I mean, you can't really – we shit on Kendrick Bourne because of that uh, Seattle game. Right. But the dude's a great third down uh, third down threat. And if you want to sign for uh, a pay – if you want to take a pay cut, by all means, all right, fine. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him on the – we're going to next year. Next up, Kwan Williams. Now, Kwan Williams is another guy that everybody loves. Um, 30 years old. When the season's going to start, he's going to be 30 years old. He's making 2.9. Um, I, I guarantee you that there will be a team that pays him more. Um, I guarantee you that Sala might want to take him over there with them. But here's the thing. If Sala does and Sala does pay him, the Jets got themselves a, a slot corner by the name of Brian Poole who is younger, and I think that is better than uh, Kwan Williams. And I know a lot of Niner fans are listening, and they're going to call me crazy for saying that there's a better slot corner than Kwan Williams. We love Kwan Williams. We're homers, but Kwan Williams is not the best corner out there. He does great for our team, but somebody like Brian Poole, who is about four or five years younger, he might be even cheaper, and he is better in coverage than uh, Kwan Williams. It, it might be a better bet. I don't, I don't know. What's your thoughts? you want to keep him or? You know what? One thing, to be a slot corner, because you're that nickel corner, you got to come in. So really nickel defenses are taking over the NFL. I mean, teams hardly play fourth, like a true 4-3 and a 3-4. That's not really a thing anymore in the NFL because the nickel corner is becoming a starter in the NFL. Right. And to be a nickel corner, you have to be able to tackle because you're playing in that slot. You got to get in that run game. Sometimes you're blitzing off the edge. And also you do got to be able to cover too. And I feel like in a slot corner, you're more underneath, shorter your quickness, where uh, versus the outside, you're playing with bigger receivers who go downfield. And one person that comes to mind who can play the slot role for us, who's also a free agent, we can get for a lot cheaper, Emmanuel Mosley. Great right. tackler, great short area quickness, doesn't give the big play, and so, he's a very fast corner. So you're in the same boat as me as saying that, yeah, we would like – Kwan Williams back. He is getting up there in age, but there is valuable options other than Kwan Williams. And Jamar there. Taylor played very well. Yeah, I was going to say that bad Miami game, but I yeah, mean, I was going to save it. I was going to save it till we get to him, but that's a guy that I want to bring back. But why not as a depth piece as a, as a like a second corners because we yeah. ran out of corners in Miami. Why right. not second guy? Right. No, but Kwan Williams is definitely a guy that we appreciate. Uh, he came here from the beginning of Kyle Shanahan's regime. And he's, he's been a solid player for us, but it's the business, I guess you could say, where we need to get younger, especially at secondary. And we're looking I at think this. We, when I, when I, when I look, yeah, when I was looking at the list, um, Weatherspoon and Mosley are the youngest, and they're both 25 years old. And then everybody else is like in their 30s, which you cannot have that in your secondary. You need to have some young guys. Um, and Kendrick Bourne is on the I – I don't want to say he's on the wrong side of 30, Right. It's one of those things like if he was in this room, I would not say that to his face, but it's one of those things where we, we got to get better. We got to get better at that position. It's, uh, it's uh, business at the end of the day. I mean, this team's trying to keep the Super Bowl, trying to get the Super Bowl window. I mean, I mean, you hurt feelings. Yeah. But I mean, we see with a guy like Jerry McKinnon, it's just the business. I mean, it's not it's not like it's personal, but it's just something you have to do. Right. Oh, you're absolutely right about that. Next guy we got on the list is Tom Compton. Gone, gone, gone. Well, we don't even have to talk about it. Gone. I mean, I'm, I mean, Tom Compton's listening to this. Nothing against you, man. 
it's just you're making too much and you're getting the wrong side of the age and we need to get younger on O-line. And I know you understand that and you'll get picked up. You'll get picked up probably by the Seahawks and you'll play a lot. And you'll start and you'll. Yeah. You, and you'll have a happy life. <laughs> uh, Ronald Blair is an interesting guy. I feel uh, like he goes with Salah, man. I mean, him and Salah have like, Salah has a man crush on that dude. I think he goes to New York and they have yeah. the edge. I think I think New York will get him for cheap because he didn't play last year. Or it's coming off an ACL tear too. Right. So he's gonna have a prove it season. And of course, you're gonna go with the guy that believes in you. I know also we have his D-line coach, so that might mean something, but um it's gonna be a crowded, crowded defensive line room, especially if history repeats itself. We're gonna be probably drafting a D-line, not not in the first or early in the Eventually, draft. We are gonna address the speed rusher to replace right. D Ford. Exactly. And so he's going to get buried in a depth chart where he can go to the Jets and he can maybe be a starter there from day one. You know what I mean? And he get that bigger contract. And right. he's 28, too. Very young. I mean, if he right. wants to, the prove it deal with us, why not? But I right. think he's in New York with Robert Sala. I mean, and, it, and I, it, it's just the nature of the beast. Some of these guys are going to go to Sala. They are, yeah. I mean, yeah. Dude, dude's a hell of a coach. I mean, hell of yeah. great energy. Why, 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 would he, why wouldn't you want to play for him? Right, exactly. And so that's one of the guys we got going to Salah. Next up, we got Kerry Hyder. And Kerry Hyder is an interesting dude. Um, he got there up in – was he at nine sacks or double-digit sacks? Around 8.5, I think. 8.5, okay. But still, you know, I mean, 8.5 is up there, which would rank him in sacks from 10 to 15. And if you're that high in sacks, you are getting paid anywhere from $13 million to $16 million per year. And so – uh, I, I just can't imagine a scenario where Kerry Hyder will be getting paid 13 to 16 million, especially not on this team or on anybody's team. He is a borderline, you know, a backup spot player to a starter. And, and it sucks that he's in that position where he'll never get the top end dollars. At least I don't think so. Maybe a team will overpay for him. Like maybe the Jaguars, you never know. Um, remember Dan Scuda? Yeah, they paid him a fat contract. Yeah, they paid him a fat contract, and I just never understood how I – and you never know, you know what I mean? There might be a team out there that loves Kerry Hyder, and they might pay him. What do you think about him? I think he deserves a pay raise. I think he'll take a pay cut for us because uh, Chris Kosterk was the dude who brought him in here, and that was a really big deal because Chris Kosterk was his uh, D-line coach at with the Lions, and that, that was – he had a he had an eight-pack year with Detroit as well. Dude's right. a solid player. Um, He can get to the quarterback, knows how to get – he doesn't look like the freakish athlete, but he right. just knows how to get get to the quarterback. Right. And no, have- as a base down starter who can set the edge and uh, give uh, give a guy like Bosa a break, why not for a one year five million dollar contract? Why right. not? Right. No, you're Especially Bosa right. coming off that ACL, uh, uh, playing a little bit more the first few games, coming on third down, we need that extra pass rush. The dude had eight point five sacks last year. He can get pressure. Right. So I mean, that's well, a guy that. So that's a guy that, that if he does come back for cheap, we'll keep him for sure. Uh, I just think that maybe there will be a team that outbids us, and we're not going to get no bidding war for Kerry Hyder. Um, next up is God bless his soul. Try to help us out, but Ziggy and Saya, uh, he's pretty much gone, right? I think, so. I think he's gone. <laughs> and then we have uh, a guy that just, you know um, – this guy, we, we gave him a fat contract. We we're hoping that he can do good in in Shannon's system. Is Jared McKinnon? I'm they were real patient with him, and what he put on social media, it was just yeah, the whole thing. What he said, I mean, I'm not gonna pretend like I know where that dude's coming from, but 
to go on IG live, especially with Debo on there. I mean, I mean, you can kind of see the look on Debo's face. Like he didn't know really what to say. Right. Right. I think Debo was like, whoa, dude, you're not supposed to say that. I mean, yeah. it could have been, you know, I mean, if he would have said something like, you know, the money's not working out. Um, I feel like I am a running back that still got some juice left in me. And I feel like I can go somewhere and contribute more than I do here. I know what I mean, that would have been fine. And we all understand that, right? It's, you yeah. know, you, you need a new situation. Do best with I your free way he went about it was not correct. Right. But, right, but I, he's gone. He said it yeah, himself. Either way, he's gone. Uh, Jordan Reed. Interesting guy, Jordan Reed. Uh, he yeah, made that dude can move for right. his I see why that dude is a pro bowler and injuries has just been his thing. I mean, even when he played the, the the Jets game, he looked phenomenal. I say he comes back for like the same whatever he got paid this year, he comes back for that same amount. But why because why not? I would even give him like a 2.5 million for a year, but this is definitely a guy that I want to bring back. It was definitely a guy that we all said, Imagine Kittle, Reed. Ayuk, Debo, all in the same field at the same time with a healthy quarterback. Yeah, Yeah, and it was just, it just never happened for us. And so I I still want to see that. I still believe in Jordan Reed. I still, he's 31 years old. He's going to be 31 when the season starts. But 22 million. Right, right. But, you know, 15 snaps per game, catch a couple of balls, get in the red zone, make some things happen for us. I mean, great red zone threat. He's a big slot option. Freak athlete, man. That dude can separate. I mean, I think he moves better. I think he's a little bit quicker than Trent Taylor as a slot. <laughs> well, Trent Taylor is something else. Um, next guy up is uh Tony Bergstorm. I have no idea who that uh, is, man. I feel embarrassed. I mean, I remember we had a huge issue with centers because I mean, remember right. we had a centers at one point, and right? I mean, two points in the middle of the year, but like the Warriors, uh, it's a whole other topic, but <laughs> um. I think he's gone. I mean, I, th- I say we yeah. drafted center. I think we address center in the draft 100% in the third that, round. That'll we uh, get his old center Mac back, return of the Mac. I mean, he was solid last year. Shanahan Sh- 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 yeah. loves bringing his boys. Why not? The dude's right. 35, 36. You, I mean, I say give him a couple of years. Do both. Right. Right. Um, okay. So the next we got is Jason Verrett. Uh, yes. Uh, um, and uh, I think there are some corners. Actually, I cannot remember the names of those corners. Um, for two years, like t- twenty million, that type of deal. Right. So, for example, a guy like Robert Alford, who's an older vet- veteran corner, got paid nine million. Uh, Saint Logan Ryan, seven million, right there a year. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I got. Oh, Chris Harris, he's getting. Let me look at his contract. That's like a good comparison for uh, Jason Barrett. What did he sign for? Uh, he signed a two-year, seventeen million dollar deal. Yeah, so, the solid corner. What I got the same age too. What I got on my notes is uh, Jason Verrett. Uh, he's he was rated a top ten cornerback um, last year, which he had a great year. So that gives him from thirteen million to twenty million. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely do a two years, fifteen, two years, fourteen, um, incentive based contract. You know what I mean? If he could definitely stay healthy, it's it's the same thing as Tart. He had that one year of staying healthy. But for his track record shows that he can't, and hopefully he can. You know, what I mean, I, I mean, I'm rooting for him. Dude I want phenomenal, him. man. That dude was phenomenal for us, man. I wish he was healthy. Uh, right. The dude was a great corner even before the injuries in San Diego. Dude was a fantastic corner. Right. I mean, the guy can flat out cover. So yeah, I mean, we're we're both in agreement of keeping him around. 
do keep him around. Yep. If we can, I and, think uh, I think there'll be some couple teams out there that we're, we're gonna have to get in a bid in war for, but I don't think there's teams out there that will give him like a six year, eighty no, million dollar contract. Uh, right now. For example, a guy like Chris Harris, um, he signed for a two. He's also the same age, similar age. He signed for a two year, seventeen million dollar deal with the Los Angeles Chargers. So I definitely think he's in that ballpark, and that's more than reasonable for him. And you, like you said, make it more incentive based. Um, the more games you play, the more you get paid. I mean, right, hey. right, exactly. Um, okay, so next up is a killer Witherspoon. I see. Um, I see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the way he looked towards the end of the year, I would bring in competition, and he yeah. has had flashes of where he looked he looked great, and he's had flashes where it's like. Bro, what are you doing? Like, for example, the digs catch in the playoff game against the Vikings. Right. That ball should have been picked. I think you know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think I think mentally he was he was in it and then he got injured and he came back with his head clear. I think after his injury, he came back a lot stronger. And I just think um stronger mentally. And I think he's gonna get one of those prove it years. Uh he was making nine hundred and seventy one thousand dollars last year, which I feel like that's a that was that was a great price for him, especially the way he was playing at the end of the year. Yep. I would do what I got in my notes is I would give him a two years, three to five million each, and I do an option after the first. Yeah, that's that's all. I mean, worst case, you're gambling on a player who has a lot of potential, right? And, and plus, with our pass rush, I mean, right. Other than the Jets, I don't think there's a team out there. Maybe in a division. I mean, you never know what Seattle. Yeah. Uh, you know, what I mean, it feels like they'll they'll take anybody of ours. Uh, but I think, you know, maybe the Jets, maybe Seattle, maybe, uh, you know, a team like Arizona, uh, maybe we'll have to get in a little bit in war with them and, you know, we'll see what they offer him if, if we want to match that. But Akello is a guy that I like. He's, he's got all the tools physically. I, I just hope he puts it together like he did at the end of the season. I uh, think he will. End of the year, I mean, flex on DK. That was, that was nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. And um, he sealed versus Arizona. I mean, he's a hell of a player. Um, when he, if his mind breaks, he's a hell of a player. Yeah. So um, what next we got is Dante Johnson, the ageless wonder. It seems like he's been on the team since Harbaugh was here, yeah. which I think that's just true. Um, but, you know, no, please, no, please. I mean, yeah, it's just undrafted free agent. Uh, they had the dude Motley. I used solid in college. I don't know how he went undrafted. Someone else, but size Dante Johnson, please. Right. Okay. And then we got Grosu. Oh, long side of 30, you don't why Grosu. Uh, he looked horrible in week one. <laughs> Actually, he okay in, in Arizona, but the dude was the dude who came because we ran out of centers. So I definitely think no, and he's 30. Uh, no, I say no. P- PFF gave him the worst blocking grade at 25.7. Oh 25? 25. So, 25. Yeah. 25.7. That was his past blocking skills. Oh, uh, that- so. He's obviously not an NFL starter. One of those things where if Grassou was in my room right now, I might tell him the same thing, that he's not an NFL starter. He isn't. No, he knows that. I think you'll agree. <laughs> God bless his soul, but Dion Jordan. No, uh, 31 wasn't a good – wasn't a great rusher. No, you know, and he was phenomenal in college, and I think NFL teams were just hoping that he could put it together, but he didn't, so. He doesn't he, have that hurt he had in college, and that's yeah. – and plus, he just this can't win one on ones. That's that's no. Okay. Nope. 
Jamar Taylor, which is we were talking about earlier against K1 or for K1. Jamar Taylor, when he filled in for K1, he was having such a, a, a good few games where when he got hurt, I felt bad for him. And you, you see him yeah. on his face because he's 31. He'll be 31 when the season's kind of starts. He's coming off an ACL, ACL injury. I don't think there'll be a team out there who will want him. Um, 31 coming off an ACL injury. And like you said, Jamar Taylor, if anything, he adds depth or he adds training camp depth. Uh, he pushes the bottom of the roster. He's uh, competition. Sure he played play. there before. You yeah. know what you're going to get out of him. Right. I'm pretty sure he could play uh, special teams if we needed him. And I, I just think he played really, really, really freaking well where I want to bring him back. You know, one of those one-year prove-it-year deal, uh, prove deals or – and, you know, he's going to want to come back. I, I think he likes playing here. He had the most success in his career playing here. He's up there in age playing here. And I, I just think he still wants to play here. All right, next on the list. Ooh. Uh, Jordan Willis, I actually say yes to this. Really? And here's why. Um, the dude has freakish explosion as a depth piece. Why not? Right. Because we need depth at the end of the day. This And we traded for this guy, I believe, right? Yeah, we uh, did. We did yeah, we did from the Jets, right? And dude had, I mean, the dude's so explosive off the edge. I mean, that was why he was, he was a third round draft pick for a reason. Right. And we spent a draft pick for this guy. So I say, why not? I mean, well, it's going to be 26. He's going to be 26 when the season starts. He only got paid $904,000. It's uh, definitely a why not bring him back on the roster as a, to the bottom of the depth. Why not? Right. Depth anyways. I would so. have him over Ziggy, Ansaya, and De- Deion Jordan, hands down. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and the dude's huge too. I mean, he has all the tools. And Chris Koser to help coach. Make it work. Why, why can't we make it work? It's a project. What do you think about everybody's favorite quarterback, C.J. Beathard? Please, no. I'm tired of the C.J. Beathard experience. Really? I got a maybe here, man. And maybe is – well, not anymore because they signed Josh Rosen. Yeah. and oh, the, Yeah, that happened. So, I think that's a big no for me. Yeah. So I'd rather I draft, Josh... someone, dra- draft someone in the seventh, sixth, seventh round. No, yeah. No, no, definitely. Definitely, I think Josh Rosen is the uh, quarterback that is here for now. Definitely want to draft – a couple guys, maybe an unsigned guy, because you need a practice squad guy. Yeah. And uh, I think CJ Beathard, I honestly think he'll get a job somewhere else. You know, I mean, I can see him backing up for the Jets. I can see him on the Jets. You know, he's a oh, he knows the offense. He he knows the offense. He knows the coaches there. He's a tough guy. Also, he has football pedigree where his dad was a GM. So somebody oh, out Hall. there will do him a favor and sign him to a practice squad or a third string backup. He will make his million dollars this year. And CJ Beathard will go on to have a nice life. And he's one of those guys that we feel for as fans. He had his brother pass away. Was it like a day before the Super Bowl, a week before the Super Bowl, something like that? Dude, that's tough. That's a tough. So it's one of those guys, like, you know, he, he is a fan favorite in some way, other than his efforts on the field, if that makes sense. Dude's a tough, one of the toughest people I've seen. Yeah. Reminds me of Cody Pickett. Um, Joe Walker. No, right? I mean, we signed him this year to be a depth piece, a uh, special team guy, but, I mean, for no, what he's he, making right now, why not? I mean, I mean you know, that or you could find somebody in the draft, somebody that's younger. He's going to be 30 years old. Get a free agent. I mean, so I got, you can take him or leave him. It doesn't really matter. What about Nick Mullins? No, no. <laughs> that's all we got to say about that. I mean, 
Here's why. Um, he's coming off that Tommy John surgery. So if you think his arm strength was bad before, <laughs> uh, imagine after coming off surgery. I I also think that this guy had all the chances in the world to get himself paid. Before that Eagles game, everybody – I remember Kurt Warner was on 95.7 the game, and he basically said if Nick Mullins plays well, he's going to get paid. And I thought he was – I didn't – well, I didn't think he was going to be that great. I thought – here, I thought he was a notch below Jimmy Garoppolo, and I thought he was going to have the offense going, but he is a few notches below Jimmy Garoppolo. Which, I thought he was going to be okay. Just, yeah. For example, make the throw to use check that wheel route, second play of the game. Just right. make the throw. And he, I thought I thought he was going to make himself a lot of money like Case Keenum did. The guy yeah, that like, signed for the Redskins. Case Keenum. Yeah. I, I, thought, thought, I thought he was going to do well for himself, but – that is a guy that lost a lot of money this season. And, you know, same thing with C.J. Beathard. He'll land somewhere. I can see, you know, somebody like Miami picking him up or, I don't know, somebody somewhere will try to pick him up. And he'll make his million dollars and he'll go on to be a career. He's a career third trainer. You know, 10 years from now, you'll be like, dang, Nick Mullen's still in the league. But I think with San Francisco, is definitely done. No, no, no. The Nick Mullen's experience is over. Ross Dwelly. What do you think about him? Actually, why not? I mean, Grant Cohen's boy, shout out Grant Cohen. Um, I say, why not? Dude's a good blocker, good, solid receiver for like about a million. Why not? I don't think he is a good blocker. I think that he was involved in blocking a lot, but he wasn't a good blocker. Um, there was a lot of plays where I felt like he was holding and a lot of runs got called back on his holding calls. I remember Jimmy got killed on yeah. a block. Because, uh, but that was kind of slow key Shanahan's fault. Because why are you having a DN one on one with tight end, a third string tight end? Right. And he so, tied for three. Okay, I would, I wouldn't mind Dwelly. Right. But so here's the thing, though. We we agree that I mean, of course, we agree that Kittle's going to be on the roster, and then you got Jordan Reed on the roster. I think the next tight end has to be a real blocking tight end. Think, we have him. Yeah, I think Ross Dwelly doesn't fit the role of a real blocking tight end. Like, I mean, he's He's a serviceable. I mean, he he runs great routes and he can catch the ball. He reminds me a lot of uh, that guy that we uh, Vance McDonald, like a like a poor man Vance McDonald. That's a good comparison. But he's got to be better at blocking if he's going to be the third string blocking tight end. Especially when Jordan Reed's not in the game, he's going to be the other tight end that comes in. I think you can replace him. I think there's guys out there that can block better than him, and I think you got the for a reason. Say it again. You drafted Charlie Warner for a reason to be. All oh, right, so we got yeah, you got Charlie Warner who we got last season. So Ross Dwelly is cheap, but also another guy that I think will be in the league, but I just don't think he'll be in our team. I mean, we could take him or leave him. Take him or leave him. So Emmanuel Mosley, the question yeah. here I got for you is, what is his market? How much do you think somebody will offer him? I mean, he's an exclusive right free agent, so um, we have first dibs. No one can match it unless we say no, we don't want him. Right. Oh, he's going to be a 49 next year, whether he likes it or not. So <laughs> well, I, I think he'll like it. You know what I mean? I think yeah. he'll like it because Verrett will be here, and then him and Witherspoon will battle out unless we draft a corner high, which I want to. But like you said, he could play a few different positions. He was also playing gunner on special teams. I know you don't want to play – well, I'll take that back. If you really want to play in the NFL and if you really want to make money, you learn how to play special teams. So he's playing gunner. And he could tackle well. He could play special teams. He, I think he's a starting slot. He, he could be a starting three. slot. And also, I think he could play safety too. Um, we really need it because, like, God knows what happens with injuries. Why not? Right. So there's definitely a guy that's been in the system. He could play four or five different positions. 
And I just don't know where his market's at. He's getting paid 675000 I think that's going to go way up. I think it's going to be in the $2 million range. And if he is, then, yeah, definitely. And he's a solid starter. I think give him that uh, give him that Quan Williams money, that three-year $15 million contract Quan Williams got, that's something we, that can be – he'll be a starter for uh, three, four years. Right. A solid starter for us for the next three, four years. I will fight you on that, though, because I still want Brian Poole from the Jets. I think he's great. Uh, I mean, good. The young slot corners are. I mean, they, I mean, that's it's the starting position now with yeah. the way offenses are trending. Yeah. Uh, so we got Daniel Brunskill, and you like him? Explain I more. like. Him. Uh, not a guard. Uh, he mean, clamped Aaron Donald that uh, <laughs> that one game. Yeah. But um, the dude is only- a tackle. I mean, uh, let me look up his pro football focus rate. Uh, so he's only going to be twenty-seven. Um, coming into next season he's only making six hundred and seventy-five thousand. i definitely like him and i definitely like his age and i definitely like his price range and i definitely like his experience so i definitely like him like i said a hundred times already yeah here's the thing he he's six foot five i mean pro football focus has him at list at 260 which i don't think is true so he's the thing is, the way the 49ers have their team designed, especially their offensive line, they are the 49ers have one of the smallest offensive lines in football. We see that Mike McGlitchy, Joe Staley last year right. on the left side. And that's obviously because we're going to – I mean, we want to get out to the perimeter on screens. We want to pull, trap everyone. And that's part of what makes Shanahan's run game so unique. And that's – I mean, I'm part of Shanahan's vision. He built the team this way and why he chose Mike McGlitchy in the, with the eighth overall pick. Right. He has a vision, and I think that vision is athletes in space. Debo Samuel in space, uh, Jalen Hurd in space, Kittle, Ayuk, guys who are really good after the catch, offensive linemen that can get out in the perimeter. And like you okay. said, he's definitely a guy that can play guard and tackle. Definitely and, a guy that will play because, you know, if you have an offensive line that plays every game, you consider yourself lucky. You know what I mean? Yeah, that too, that too. And he did play every game for us. I mean, he's played every position for us this year. I mean, so he has the versatility, but he's a tackle. I mean, his arms, his wingspan is crazy long. And he held his own um, when Mike McGlitchie went down in 2019. Right. Right tackle. So he can pass pro. And uh, remember the first time we played the uh, Green Bay Packers? Right. Uh, Justin School got benched, and he more than more than capable stepped in. Definitely. So, yeah, definitely a guy that I like. So, the next three guys, uh, Ken Webster, River Craigcraft, and Trent Taylor. What do you think about them? No more River, Rivercraft, please. <laughs> what, what about Trent Taylor? No, I'm sorry. I, I love quality time, but no. Yeah, no, three of those guys, uh, Ken Webster, River Craigcraft, and Trent Taylor. Uh, I It's time to move on from both those guys. Both of those, all, all three of those guys, all three of those guys are making less than 700000 which is nothing, but still, both of those, all three of those guys can be replaced in the draft or in free agency, especially Trent Taylor. I thought he was going to be a lot better. I remember when uh, Jimmy G came out when those five games, and yeah. he, did, he did well. I think that foot injury really cost him at the end of the day. I mean, especially with the dude like Trent Taylor, who's not the biggest guy, he passed to one with, like, elite quickness, and that foot injury really killed that. Right. Oh, you're absolutely right about that one. So – the Trent Taylor experience is over also. Now, this one is – I was surprised to see DJ Jones only making $636,000. Great, great draft pick, 2017. But that dude's going to be making at least $8 million a year. You think so? That DJ Reader type contract where he's making like three years, $30 million, 
I mean, dude's a great – I mean, dude's a good player, and he's going to price himself out. And I feel like with the way, like, for example, a guy like Kevon Gibbons played this past year. Right. I would say I would walk on for him, not because of talent, but he's going to price himself off. Kind of a similar conversation here with uh, Chikoski Hart. Right. Is a guy that I wish that, that we could keep, especially at that price range that we were paying him. We had the cap face, we'd keep him 100%. But. Yeah. But like we said, we already got a crowded defensive room, defensive line room. Uh, if he doesn't get the offer he, he thinks he's going to get from somewhere else, I, I would love to take him back. But like you said, what about – ah, no. I was going to say, what about tagging the guy like him, but he's going to make an average of the top uh, paying defensive line, and he ain't worth that. So that just leaves us with Marcel Harris. and I say why not? I don't want Marcel Harris, and I don't want uh, Tavarius Moore on the team. And I like Tavarius. I like Tavarius Moore. I wouldn't tell you that last week, but both of those guys have double-digit mistackled uh, miss tackles. Both of those guys play on the special team, and both of those guys absolutely awful in coverage and in special team. I think those guys are both young, and if you look at them on paper, if you look at their height, their weight, their build, and you just look at them, you're like, oh, man, these are prototypical little safeties. I love that way these guys look. But they both have like nine, eight missed tackles, and 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 I think the special team was one of the low points of this season. I think we could have been a lot better uh, off the top of my head against the Saints. I think they could have been a lot better, and I think Marcel Harris and Tervarius Moore are big trendsetters of – the special team not doing that great. I feel like with a guy like Tavarius Moore, I mean, especially we've messed up third round picking him, and he, I don't think he's meant to play that middle of. The, I think he's a ball hawking safety, and especially with, um, I think we're switching to more of like a cover one type defense, especially without Sherman and playing right. more one. We're still going to be a zone based team, right? Dude's an aggressive safety, right? Who's who can make ball hawking plays, and that's where he excels. The one thing is about him where he does miss angles. Like, for example, um, week two, 2019, John Ross had a like a 72-yard touchdown. John Andrew, Ross, probably his only touchdown ever, right? I mean, he was killing it the first four games until he got hurt. Really? Uh, and I think Juju Smith-Schuster in a similar play, just uh, his angles are off. I think that's because he, maybe he's a little bit too fast. Right. He's a 4-3 speed guy. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, both um, Marcelo Harris is fast too. Like I said, if you look at it on paper, you think these guys should be doing well. But I, well, sorry, I'm good. Finish. I just, I just think that we can do better in the draft and we can do better in free agency. Um, I think he's a, he could be a solid starter for us. Uh, I mean, Stone's last year's rookie deal, and also the one thing you got to realize is um, the one game where he he's had some good games for us, but he's also had that game against Buffalo where I the thing is the 49ers are meant to be a I think they're going to, especially the league is going to trend more to this sticky man coverage. Right. And especially with all these athletes being cruised at corner and the important pass rush players have, um, I think we're going to mix up, mix in a lot of zone. Right. Quarters. Uh, we were like, one of, we ran quarters a lot uh, compared to other teams. Right. And we're not, especially with Sherman gone, we're not just going to be a cover three team. Uh, I think, Akella Witherspoon, the guy who can, the guy who can thrive in man, and this guy is being the last single high safety with that four three speed. I think he can cover a lot of ground and just being attacking safety. I think Tavarius Moore can um, excel at that, excel, excel at that role versus being just the ball hawking safety in the cover three. Cover well, our, 
Pierce in, our later, in our later podcast when we talk about what the defense will look like, we're going to disagree a lot, but we'll save that for the later podcast. Um, so those are our 40 free agents. Uh, there's a lot of guys on that list. I'm surprised there's a lot of guys on that list that I would move on for from, especially Trent Williams and a guy named Yuschek. Both of those guys I don't think will come back for us, and I'm surprised even myself. If you would have told me that in the beginning of the season, I would have called you crazy, but it is a new season, and the roster needs to be revamped a little bit. Um, that takes us on to everybody's favorite, Jimmy G, James Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo, Ponsaw Jimmy. All right. Um, right now we're probably going to talk uh, the whole issue with the Jimmy Garoppolo. Um I 100% believe he will take a pay cut. And the reason why it's – do you – we need to pay Trent Williams. Uh, we Maybe we do we do have to pay uh, Fred Warner next year. There's a lot of decisions that need to be made, especially with the remaining free agents and the ones we went over. And there's two situations. Situation number one, which I probably think is the most realistic op, uh, option, is going to be Jimmy Garoppolo takes a pay cut and we draft a rookie quarterback. I mean, I think a quarterback has to be taken. And what happens if we cut Garoppolo? Uh, just full on cut him. Maybe we do get the, maybe we do get the Watson. Maybe uh, training camp comes around and, uh, for example, a guy like Trey Lance uh, just excels and we uh, cut him during training camp. That that clears up fifty million. So with twenty with thirty eight million in space. So I think if Trent Williams wants to play for that twenty million range that's going to eat up a lot. And I feel like for this year in particular, if we do extend Trent Williams, it's going to be a backloaded contract, meaning that, so let's say for example, he makes 22 million a year or 20, let's, let's just say 20, even 20. Right. So that, that would be like a three to three years, $60 million contract on average. Um, maybe like if you want to throw in incentives because, because of his age and his injury history, why not? And so, but Guaranteed money-wise, he's making three or sixty million. So, if we backload it, he can make roughly ten million this year, fifteen million next year, and twenty-five million the year after, or maybe even fifteen, twenty-five, and, and wait, fifteen, twenty-five, or ten, twenty-five, and fifteen, just to kind of like uh, because the third year we have to worry about Nick, Nicky Bosa and his money because he's going to get paid. Right, he stays healthy and. Not to mention Fred Warner as well. So, if we front, if we uh, kind of offload this year, right? We can uh, we can definitely afford uh, Trent Williams. But it just means, especially which makes more sense because next year the cap room is going to go up. Uh, we probably will not have Garoppolo's contract, regardless who's our quarterback. Right. And so that slays up a lot of room right there. And uh, we would have money to, we would have plenty left over to resign uh, Fred Warner, which is our biggest priority after that. It's definitely either two, two, two ways to look at it, or there's only, yeah, two ways to look at it. Either you get Jimmy's successor in the draft, or either you get Jimmy's successor through free agency, either this year or next year, or you can make a trade, right? But, and, and so we, we're, we're doing this podcast and we're looking at all the scenarios. And I know John Lynch and his front office is doing the same. I, I, I know for a fact, I've heard ex-GMs on podcasts talk about how they go through all the scenarios and they think two to three years ahead. There's guys, not in this draft, but in next year's draft that are coming out of, of college football 
who are very, very, very good and very, very talented. The quarterbacks from Clemson and the quarterbacks from uh, Bama, both of those guys are, are going to tear it up. What from you, uh, Sam Howell, I like the, yeah. uh, the Daniels from ASU. I think he's going to be the number one pick because of his right. deep ball. Right. And and so so there's guys that are in future drafts that will be available and when Jimmy Garoppolo's contract either runs out in two-year seasons or we let go of him. Um, so, but, so what does that mean for our, for our window for our Super Bowl, right? It would mean it would close and we would have to kind of start building all over again. And I think if we start a rookie quarterback this season, I think that's a little message. I mean, the rookie quarterback has got to be phenomenal and, I hope a guy like Trey Lance would be phenomenal and can start right away, but it's very rare. I know there's been quarterbacks lately, Herbert being the prime example where they hit the ground running, but there's also guys like Allen for the bills who took a couple of years to get mature, right? There's guys like Aaron Rodgers who had to sit behind Brett Favre for like four years to get his chance and to do well. Um, so to say that we're going to start a rookie quarterback in day one, that's huge, taking a huge chance. And if it doesn't work out, you're setting your franchise back three years. You might be setting our franchise back three years, even if we start Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's the situation that we're in. And like you said, three years from now, we want to be financially stable enough to pick up a Fred Warner, a Nicky Bosa, Trent Williams. Not, probably gone for three years. not waste these guys prime too. Right. Not wasting these guys primes too. And, um, it's a situation that I hate that we're in, but it's a situation that it is. Unless you can pull off the Watson deal. And I, I just don't know. I just don't know if you can bank on that. I mean, I don't want to trade a Bosa for a Watson and a future picks. I I value picks more than I think, I guess, other people. And it's it's a sec, uh, it's turning into a sexy selection, a se- sexy option, if you will to trade away your first round pick for talented proven guys in the league. But I just think that you have those draft picks and anytime you draft somebody, you have a chance to draft the next hall of fame or the next great player. And if you get those guys on a rookie deal, then so be it. Um, and that's if you believe in your draft process and, and that goes back to another point of the coin. I know I'm rambling on a little bit, but Kyle Shanahan has proven that, his evaluation of quarterbacks is lacking. Um, here's the thing with Kyle Shanahan. Uh, with especially, we talk about the toolsy quarterbacks. You talk to Josh Allen, your Patrick Mahomes, uh, obviously, uh, what's his name, Sean Watson. Um, I don't think they, the one quarterback Shanahan mentioned that he hoped was going to go in uh, was, uh, what's his name, um, Josh Allen. He was a he was he was really hoping he was going to go in that draft, right? And he would have went high in that draft, right? Because look at the dude has a cannon, really mobile, super strong quarterback, and uh, the way he gushed about Carson Wentz um, before Week Four matchup, um, I mean, almost like he had a man crush on him. Right. And what I'm starting to think, his idea and the way Matt Ryan played, and there's also this Kirk Cousins fascination where he had. <laughs> the original plan was Kirk Cousins. Um, right. I think for him, especially with this Nick Mullins extravaganza, it's he realized I can't just make anyone good. They, these guys need to have some – these guys need to be competent. 
Say what you want about Jimmy Garoppolo. He's a competent starter. I mean, he's not the greatest, he's not the worst. He's a competent starter. He can make he can make throws. He can run your offense. He's basically like a, a, a starting point guard in your offense. He can facilitate the offense. Right. Uh, can he make those splash throws 20, 30 yards down the field where Matt Ryan won an MVP? I don't think so. Right. And I love Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, he's the best sport quarterback I've ever seen. But this is about having guys like Ayuk who can – who excelled down the field and Shanahan being frustrated and wanting to run his offense. So right now, I think the way the NFL is trending, it's turning into more, what tools do you have? And we can teach you how to read a defense. We can teach you the fundamentals. We can teach you everything else. We can teach you good footwork. We can teach you good mechanics. And a prime example of that is Josh, uh, Justin Herbert. And where he was better as an NFL player than he was in college, which is ridiculous. Like he yeah. was not this good in college. Who's this again? The uh, Justin Herbert, the Chargers quarterback. Oh yeah, Herb, Herb's Herbert. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, it could be a, a bunch of combination of things, right? Maybe Oregon's offense and the guys you're playing around wasn't good enough for him. He had uh, a tool, one of the yeah. uh, 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 left tackle who had Heisman voting. Uh, Oregon, right. I think maybe the coaching staff of Oregon. I mean, remember Chip Kelly's offense, basically right. offense. So maybe that kind of hindered his development. I think uh, San Diego's uh, Chargers, I think it was Pep, Pep Hamilton, great QB coach. Right. That must have worked out for him really well. No, definitely. And we'll see what, you know, and, and that's an interesting thing. And we'll talk about it later on in the podcast is uh, what Kyle Shanahan's perfect quarterback is. And, and I do agree with you. His definition is changing of a quarterback. We'll save it for another pod. <laughs> we'll save that for another pod. Uh, but you're not going to get Zach Wilson. Um, you're not going to get, obviously not going to get Trevor Lawrence. So it's a toss up between uh, Justin Fields and what's his name? Um, Trevor Lawrence. And there is a picture where uh, Shanahan runs a quarterback camp. Yeah. Yeah. And Justin and we're uh, for high school prospects. So, right. and guess who was there? Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Yeah. And uh, I think Justin Fields or Trey Lance, one of those two guys, depending on how much you, how, how high you got to trade up for. Carolina needs a quarterback, and I think if you're, if you want to trade for a quarterback, you got to get to three, number three or number four. Right, kind of mm-hmm. high. It's kind of high. It's a lot far. of scenarios to think about. There's a lot to give up. It's kind of high. Do you get? And do you are you willing to give up a first round pick, and maybe a one pick this year, and maybe or uh, second this year and next year's first? So definitely give up a first for that. And. Without- Without giving any thought to it, I'd rather keep James Garoppolo, and I can't believe I'm saying that. I think with how toolsy these guys are, um, Shanahan can make it work. Right. No, exactly. Shanahan has to make it work. That's the bottom line. But I want to thank everybody for uh, joining our pod today. I know it was a little lengthy going over the 40 free agents. Uh, if you don't another, agree. We'll have another uh, discussion about this 49 quarterback situation. No, definitely. We'll have tons of quarterback yeah, discussions. That's a whole podcast on its own. It's a whole podcast on his own. We'll get there. I, I think we're kind of saving it for a little bit um, closer, to, the closer to June. I think closer to June. I think that's like when I think Deshaun Watson, if he is going to get traded, he's going to get traded to closer to June. I just don't want to stress like everybody else on 49ers Twitter about the quarterback situation now. Uh, we will know what they're going to be doing by March, uh, in the middle of March. With, At least by the combine where ratings will settle down, pro days, all that we are going to happen too. Yeah. I know. I, I think – 
oh, we'll know what they're going to do with the Jimmy G in the middle of March, early April. I mean, that's I think that's the deadline they have to uh, do uh, pick up his option or not. But um, plenty of podcasts left, plenty of ideas left, plenty of content left. Uh, Roman, where can they find you at? I mean, Jugdev77, GB Analytics 24 at Twitter, Game Breakers Analytics. Um, I'm going to do a piece on Trey Lance, and uh, I'm also going to look into Dustin Fields. And uh, I'm going to compare compare them, both of them. Uh, this week will be Trey Lance. Uh, I'm watching a lot of him today, and I'll, I'll make an article on that pretty soon. Find us on at 49cover on Twitter. 49. Um, I, have the, I have everybody's uh, Twitter handles on there. Um, and always retweeting everything that – Roman is uh, uh, putting out there. He put a bunch of straight stuff out there on Trey Lance. Read it. It's interesting. Gets you thinking a little bit. Maybe Trey Lance can be the guy. He's making me a halfway believer. We'll see if he's even available. Um, but that's the end of our podcast today. I thank you guys for everybody that's joining us. Cover 49 out.